everyone, you're listening to The Talent Revolution, where we believe that focusing on quality over volume and being different, not better, is the right way to hire the best humans and build stronger teams. To help you do this, I go behind the scenes with forward-thinking recruiters, employer brand experts, and people leaders making a huge difference to their organizations. I'm your host, Tom Hackwell, and in today's solo episode, I want to dig deep into candidate content, what candidates want, how most organizations aren't giving them what they want, and what you can be doing to fix that. Look, the first and fundamentally most important thing to understand here is that your candidates have questions and it's your job to answer those questions before they have to ask them. Stop trying to hide information from candidates, right? They want to do their own research. They're going to do their own research. They're going to get the answers they need or they're not going to apply. Give them what they need to make a decision up front. Give them the good stuff and the hard stuff. Give them everything, right? You want people to fall in love with the job that you're actually offering, not a fictional job that you're selling to them. Make it easy for candidates to decide whether the role's right for them and whether your organization is right for them. Why should you do this, right? Hopefully it's obvious. You'll spend less time on email, more of the right candidates will apply, less of the wrong candidates will apply. Your screening calls will be shorter and most importantly, the right candidates will be more engaged with your process and more likely to actually accept an offer if you get that far with them. So how should you go about doing this, right? There's kind of six key themes I think you should be thinking about and we'll walk through them sequentially. First and foremost, think about your career site and your job descriptions and so on as job ads, not job descriptions, right? These are nice, concise, formatted ways of explaining to the candidate what the role looks like and what their experience of working for your organization is going to be like. It shouldn't be a list of requirements written by your legal team. It should include the hard stuff as well as the good stuff. It should talk about how success is going to be measured, right? You should talk about what kind of person is likely to be successful in the role. You should write like a human being. Ideally, if you can, you should use video and imagery. Like a prime example of this is like a a recent sales hire role we have here at Pinpoint, right? The first thing you saw as an account exec when you looked at the job description is a screenshot of one of other account execs' calendars fully booked with inbound meeting requests. This is a dream scenario for the type of person we're looking to hire for the role, and we set the scene early on for them here, right? A picture is worth a thousand words. It's cliche, but it's true in this instance. Talk about what the first 30, 60, and 90 days are going to look like for the role. And there's so many more things you should be thinking about, but really the underlying narrative here is like pitch the role to your candidates in a way that they're going to understand and in a way that's going to resonate with them. Simon Sinek has a really great video about this on YouTube. It's like three or four minutes long. It's been referenced in one of our previous podcast episodes, but it bears repeating and watching again. And we'll have the links links to that in the show notes. Second, think about including hiring manager profiles in your job ads. And again, bonus points if you can use imagery and video here. Candidates tell us time and time again that they really care about who the hiring manager is and they care about speaking to them and understanding more about them as people before they apply, right? We all know that managers are the biggest determinant of the actual employee experience and candidates want to know more about who that person is going to be for them. It helps put a face to the name, it helps personalize what's often a fairly faceless like initial candidate journey and it makes an actual difference, right? So we have tools to help our clients do this with Pinpoint and we know that it makes a difference, right? Candidates that have hiring manager profiles and candidates that read those hiring manager profiles on Pinpoint hosted career sites are 59% more likely to actually apply for the job. You don't need Pinpoint to do this, I'm just giving you this data because we know that it makes a real, real difference, right? So incorporate hiring manager profiles into your job ads. Third, think about including much more information than you're likely already doing about what the actual application process and your actual recruitment journey is going to be like on those job ads. 
candidates tell us that they want to know what they're signing up for when they submit that application, right? Everybody understands that submitting the application isn't the be-all, end-all of the process. And they want their expectations managed around what each of the kind of component parts look like. So include a detailed breakdown of the hiring process and go into as much detail as you possibly can here, right? What are each of the stages of the recruitment process? What does the candidate have to prepare for each of those stages? How are they going to be assessed at each of those stages? What support's going to be available to them and where can they go and get more info about each of those stages? Who's going to be interviewing them? What should they be wearing to the interview? Is it going to be a physical, a phone, a video interview? How long is each stage of the process likely to take? And when can they expect to hear back from you? And sort of what percentage of candidates are likely to make it through each stage of the process, right? You'll likely have the answers to all of these questions already. And what's the harm in sharing this information with the candidates up front? They're telling us that they want to hear it from you. And it's going to give you a richer candidate experience through and through. And, and again, bringing this back to the real world, we know that this makes a difference. We recently recruited a key new marketing hire to our team. And three of the five candidates that were shortlisted to the final interview stage told us that a decent, good quality overview of what the application process was going to look like was a key determinant in their actual submitting of an application to work for us. This stuff matters. And candidates are a lot more forgiving of a lengthy like recruitment and interview process if their expectations are managed up front and they're communicated with consistently. So think about being super transparent and laying out that process clearly for your candidates pre-application. Step four, think about team-based pages on your career site, right? Everybody has the generic stuff about why it's great to work for them and everybody has a list of jobs. More and more, it's important that you've got sort of team-based or persona-based pages on your career site talking to the specifics of working in individual teams, right? An engineering team and a customer support team are likely to have a very different employment experience at your organization, despite all sitting under the same business. Get specific, right? So if you're joining X team, who's going to be in that team? Who are your colleagues going to be? What's that team's mission? And how does that mission contribute to like the broader goals of the business? How is success measured in that team? What are the opportunities for progression in that team? And what's hard about being part of that team? Again, it's the same stuff we're hearing time and time again, but making sure we're getting specific here because we all know that there's core differences team to team and I think it's not talked about often enough. Step five, like taking this one step further, bring your team members and their stories into the fray here, right? Candidates want to hear from other people like them and team member stories are a crucial component part of that. If you're hiring for a role that already exists at your organization, the people that are already doing that job at your organization are arguably the most valuable voices for the potential candidate here. How can you hero them in like an authentic way, right? Think about testimonials. Think about putting them in front of a camera for a couple of minutes in a really sort of authentic fly-on-the-wall type fashion. Think about blog posts or just any other method of distribution through their social media and otherwise, just talking about what it's like to work at your organization and what it's like to do the job that they do. I think lastly, step back and think generically about the types of bigger picture questions your candidates are likely to have about what it's like to work at your business, right? And maybe put together an FAQ page or something of that elk to help them answer those questions, right? So there's big kind of stances you'll take as an organization on key things like what's your work from home and remote work policy? What sort of benefits do you offer and how are those distributed? Do you have a share or equity type scheme and how is that earned? What's your holiday and time off policy? How do you think about probation? What's your flexible working stance? All of these things, especially over the past sort of 18 to 24 months, have become like key parts of a like application decision for a potential candidate. And it's not good for either party if somebody submits an application to work for your business with expectations that don't line up with the sorts of stuff that you're willing to offer. 
So be super clear and upfront about like this is the stance we have as an organization on these core topics so that your candidates can self-select in and out of the process, right? So there's six steps for you and hopefully that's all clear. I guess now we've talked about what candidates want and what you should be doing to kind of help them help themselves. How should you be thinking about what content you can be creating in support of that? From my perspective, there's like a really obvious answer and that's just to ask them, right? So ask the people you're hiring, but also ask the people you're rejecting and ask the people that are making it halfway through your recruitment process. Pay them for their answers if they don't have them coming out freely, right? Like ask them what info they wish they had through that recruitment journey, but they couldn't find. What info that they had to ask for that they should really have been able to get without having to ask the question. Ask them what the most difficult parts of the process were for them from a recruitment perspective. Ask them how you could have made their journey like better or put them more at ease through each of the stages, right? From pre-application to interview all the way through to their first day if they were successful in being hired at your business, right? Understand what they're looking for in terms of information and then go and like service that for them. And I think importantly, you should also be asking them like how they prefer to consume information, right? So you're likely to have a, a really broad breadth of candidates these days. And people like consuming information in different ways. There's so many mediums now, right? Some people might like a video. Some people want a blog post. Some people want everything in a long form job ad. Some people want to tune into a podcast. It really changes depending on the candidate persona and what your people are listening for and looking for. Ask them those questions and make sure that ideally you're distributing a kind of range of content mediums rather than just delivering everything through one channel that may not appeal to everybody. Again, moving on, right? Now we understand you've got some content, right? You understand the questions your candidates are asking because you've asked them. You've produced some great content to help answer those questions proactively. Where are you distributing that content? There's so, so, so many different forms of like content distribution and channels and things like that. The reality is you need to experiment, right? You should obviously be understanding where your candidates are spending time and making sure that your content is there at a minimum and it should obviously feature prominently on your career site. But also think about all these other formats, right? Like just off the top of my head, we've got things like your career site, we've got ads, we've got emails, we've got text messaging, we've got events, I guess, virtual and physical soon enough. Webinars, blogs, podcasts, social media, both your own as a company uh, and that of your employees and your kind of stakeholders. You could chuck live chat on your careers website and have conversations with your candidates before they're even submitting their applications. You can be adding speculative application forms and building out a talent pipeline and communicating to your candidates through that form. Like there's so many different methods of content distribution that you really need to be having a bit more of a holistic strategy and not just relying on one channel as the only way that candidates can learn more about your organization or its opportunities. I think finally, in terms of resources to help you at kind of each of the three stages of this journey we've talked about, from my perspective, again, the best place to start is with a candidate persona. Um, there's a link to a free downloadable candidate persona template um, on our website. We've put that in the show notes. Go do that. Go download that. It's completely free. It takes 10 minutes or so to complete. It's really, very simple. But what it will help you do is understand who your candidates are what they care about, where they spend time online, what they're looking for in an employment opportunity. And that should sort of underpin a lot of the answers to the questions we've touched on over the past 10 minutes or so. So go do that and complete that and then come back and listen to this again and use the content we've talked about to kind of shape a narrative for those people and hopefully offer them a better experience. So that's that, right? That's your three-step plan for improving your candidate content experience. Understanding that candidates have questions, giving them the content and the information they need to answer those questions, and distributing that content super far and wide. Thanks so much for listening today. Stay tuned for more content like this every Tuesday. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you in the next episode.